came from Gen X. <laughs> hey, it came from Gen X. Brought to you by I Ain't Trying to Hear That Home Pregnancy Test. <laughs> the home pregnancy <laughs> test that takes just enough time for a brother to get out of Tizal. <laughs> All right. Hey, welcome, everybody. This is Keith Porter with the K from Gen X, along with the co-host Brian Fisher. And welcome back, Mike Skinner, my man. What's going on, Skimbo? Hey, doing well, doing well. Nice I never getaway. thought I would say this. We missed your ugly face, man. Mm. <laughs> like I was telling you in, in, in pre-production, uh, missed Ohio, or I didn't miss Ohio, where we were at 85 and sunny on the beach, but uh, sure missed you guys. It's good to be back. Yeah. It was like the, 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 the what was it, the uh, $6 million man back in the day? We had the $6 million Skinner. We can make him faster, smarter, better looking. <laughs> but no, Junior did a great job. It was great having him and uh, my son Steele on the show. But uh, certainly missed you, my brother. And uh, glad to have you back. Fish, what's going on, my man? Hey, man. Great weekend. Beautiful weather this past weekend, Northeast Ohio. I got a lot of uh, outdoor projects done. So I got my little oasis is set up now front porch I saw the patio yeah thank you a lot Just of work this weekend hey we'll get you guys over absolutely so awesome. cookouts hanging out absolutely i want to use that area more frequently fires you know it's a nice fire pit out there now and stuff so absolutely looking forward to it so that was a lot of my weekend um awesome. yeah so good stuff okay. how are you doing well, keith i'm doing good man i uh had a nice weekend uh beautiful day saturday um, didn't get to go do any drone flying because it was too windy, but uh, still had a nice day. Um, we uh, took it slow, took it slow. Been a lot of pain, but I'm feeling better today. Uh, I wish the people uh, listening uh, by a podcast or whatnot could just see the classic T-shirts we're displaying here today. Skinner rocking the the ultimate purple rain, uh, Prince of the Revolution, iconic album cover, and of course the movie. Uh, Fisher got the awesome Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, some of my favorites of all time. And I got a shirt that was just made for me. God, drums, and coffee <laughs> in that order. That's, that's how I start my day. So nice t-shirts today, fellas. So before we get started, uh, Fish, why don't you tell people how to find us? Sure. So you might be listening to us on uh, WMVU.org, Global Internet Radio, Mondays from 78 p.m. Eastern. You can also hear us on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and more. Just find us there. Look for our Rubber Duck uh, logo. Uh, give us a subscribe and a share. Uh, also, you may ask your home assistant device if you have one to play the It Came From Gen X podcast, and she will do that for you. Uh, email the show. It came from Gen X 330 at gmail.com. You can also email the show through our Facebook page at It Came From Gen X, all one word. All show information is there. We post links to all the shows there, podcasts and video. Find our YouTube channel. It Came From Gen X, all one word. Give us a subscribe there if you like our stuff. You can also keep tabs on us with at Instagram. It came from underscore Gen X. Twitter at came underscore Gen. And TikTok at it came from Gen X 330. But again, if you forget all that stuff, Facebook at it came from Gen X. Find us there. 
give us a like, keep up with us. Uh, thanks for your support. The page did grow a little bit more over the past week again. Awesome. So Thank you, people. if you're listening to us for the first time, you know, uh, welcome. We hope you like our stuff and continue to follow. And again, if you like us, uh, tell a friend. Helps us grow the show and uh, get our nonsense uh, out there to other people. So awesome. Well, you know, I, you. you know, my mom became a huge fan last week just because her yeah. grandson was on. So you know, that yeah. helped that. I've only been doing this show for 10 weeks now, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I put a little clip from the show out there last week on TikTok, and uh, I think it, I, I fully give credit to Steele. His face was like the cover, and that was the most viewed video we, we had out there whatever on TikTok, takes, which makes sense to me, of course. You know, whatever so, it takes, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So just just and, another yeah. special thank you to uh, Mike's son, Mike Jr., uh, my son, Steele. Two just dynamic, awesome, uh, very talented young men. Uh, not only that, they are just good people uh, doing great things in this world. And uh, they were just a delight to have. I, I know Mike wish he could have been on the show, uh, but he was the week before with his son. But it's just an absolute thrill to see uh, your offspring uh, doing things and doing things with you. It's a nice, nice, uh, it's a nice thing to have. I cherish family. I know you guys cherish family, especially our children. So uh, I'm looking forward to maybe doing that again someday, someday soon. So, all right. All right. Well, Skitter, we're going to start with you, bro. We missed you, man. You want to take 10 seconds? Tell people where you, where you went. How was the trip? Yeah, we um, we took a trip down to Lakeland, Florida. Uh, Marcy's brother and sister-in-law live down there. And um, now, for everybody, Marcy is his girlfriend, my wife. But go ahead. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's the better half of the uh, Skinner Parson uh, group. Let me say that. No, we were uh, sitting around uh, Christmas Eve talking with the family. My aunt was up from California, uh, from North Carolina. And somebody got to talking about airline tickets. So I just went on and said, okay, let's look at the end of April tickets to Orlando. And I found them for 106 bucks round trip, straight flights, no layovers. Boom, I saw, you know, I bought yeah, those You didn't things. hesitate. So, okay, well, man, yeah, so I like that. <laughs> just a five-day trip, uh, recharge, uh, ah! see some family. Got to see my Dude. nephew play in a baseball tournament, so it was real good. I'd beat up a two-year-old for a five-day trip right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a five-day trip. Wow. So, but yeah, no, it's anyway. good to be back. It was good to be away, but it's great to be back. I miss you guys. Okay. Well, why don't you uh, regale us with some world news? Well, we can do that. Uh, first one's going to be a COVID-related story. Um Let's start with uh, news that came out last week that the New York City mayor is going to fully reopen the theater district and restaurants in the city of uh, New York. Uh, Governor Ron, oh wait a minute, that's uh, that's part of this other one. Yeah, the theater district, the restaurants, everything's going to be opened up, full capacity, um, CDC guidelines. They didn't really go into detail with that. I'm assuming they're going to still make them wear a mask with all those people, but they're not going to have any 10% capacity, 20, whatever the case may be. And return with that, today, this morning, the great governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, if you guys know this guy, he is he is something else. And I got to see it firsthand you know, last weekend being down there in Florida. I wore a mask around town, and I felt out of place. 
everybody else walking around, walking into Walmart. We went into the you know the grocery stores, went into the restaurants. Mm. Nobody's wearing a mask. There's no social distancing. There's a sign on the on the on the door when you walk in, but there's no nobody's um, nobody's. Uh, <clears throat> uh, That's kind, it's kind of like a. Uh, no shoes, no shirt, no service sign in West Virginia. Right. But they're not they're not holding people to it, that's for sure. Uh, so no Governor teeth. DeSantis today signed an executive order uh, that he's immediately suspending the state's remaining COVID-19 <gasps> health restrictions. So as of today, there is no more wearing a mask or social distancing. Everything is completely back to normal. Now, he did also say, and I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this, private businesses can still require a mask and enforce social distancing if they choose to do so. But as far as the governor's concerned, everything's back to normal to, as of today. Wow. All right, Fish, you mind if I take this one first? No, go ahead, sir. <laughs> okay. You know, there's an old saying that rules are made for Cheers. people... Yeah, really. Sorry. <laughs> Man, really, fish. <laughs> Sorry about that. Meant to open that prior to the show. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay. Mike uh, probably could have cut that one out, but I just threw him under the bus. I <laughs> no, no, leave fish. that in there, Ben. <laughs> That's all right. I say it came from Gen X moment. Anyway, there's an old saying, guys: rules are made for people who cannot govern themselves. Those people are called human beings. And uh, right now, the, the word that just keeps coming to my mind is premature. I don't know the numbers offhand for Florida or the numbers offhand for New York. I know Ohio is at a 32% vaccination rate. Uh, to me, this relax and policy is so dangerous. And I really fear for Ohio because... Traveling-wise, what's between Florida and New York? It's it's Ohio as far as destinations, you know? Where else will people stop us other than Ohio? Where do we go from the you know, Akron area? We go to New York or we go to Florida? Um, so I, I'm just a little nervous about this. I think there's an agenda behind this. Don't call me a conspiracy theorist, but I really believe someone doesn't want us to uh, get back to that safe place just yet. There's money being made here. Unfortunately, now we got idiots selling uh, fake cards and fake vaccines, which I don't understand what the purpose of that would be. So I, that just makes me really, really nervous. Fish? Yeah, this this country is, I don't... <laughs> I work with a lot of people. I mentioned this on, my, on the other podcast I do. Uh, I work with a lot of people in India uh, they they are there's a big partner company over there Accenture, yeah. and they do tons of work for my uh, company uh, that I work for. And it you've seen the numbers in India. They are racking up world records and daily cases. Four hundred thousand people. People mm -hmm. are dying, uh, and a lot of people I work with are getting sick now. Fortunately, that you know none that I work with have gotten gravely ill. But those poor folks over there would definitely uh, more than appreciate, I'm sure, the basic necessity you know, that we have here in you know oxygen, 
oxygen. There's people mm-hmm. in line just to get oxygen over wow. there for a while, let alone a vaccine. So it's been a very slow process, not rolled out. And here we have resources, we have vaccines, we have protocols to try to keep this under control. And people are too inconvenienced, number one, and too number two, anxious. and it's too politicized. And mm-hmm. I can go. I can go. I can golf into a big political rant on this, and I, I'm not going to do that on this show here. But but I'm with just you, brother. The, yeah, it's just that that line, that way of thinking is going to make it harder and harder to get back to quote unquote normal. I've been vaccinated. I would like to get out and do things now because some of this backward thinking. I might be one who may not feel safe to go out and do right. more things because of and, a lot of I'm folks running around. Mask. I'm still yeah. practicing social distancing. I'm still sanitizing right. at every turn because the other right. the other words that come to my mind is stay the course. Stay right. the course till we really see right. results. Not because you're anxious to go to the freaking movies or something. Come on, right. man. I mean, I get the other side of it too. There's been there's people out of work in those industries that are struggling, and they need work. They need restaurant, and you know, the all kinds, all those industries need people okay. to come back to survive. I right. get it, and well, you can also on. say I'm you don't totally like it. You don't that. have to go. Go ahead. But I'm totally with that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with the opening up. I have a problem with the relaxation and the yeah. CDC guidelines. And people right. are just not practicing common sense. That's why right. I have the problem. I'm with you. Right. So, you, you know, like I said, you, you, everyone can just stay home. If you don't want to go, you don't have to go. No one's forcing anybody to go anywhere, certainly. It just it just feels like it's going to continue to keep us in this, you know, uh, weird area where we're not going to get the herd immunity and try to knock this thing out. People's going to go to Florida, go to places, not practice. I know Skinner, you did, which, you know, good for you. Uh, but some people won't. They're going to bring variants back around mm-hmm. to other states and this and that. And it's, it's a real shame and it may continue to be a problem for it's going to increase the amount of time that we're going to have to contend with this for the foreseeable future, in my opinion. So anyway, that's what I got. Skinner, what do you got? It's good stuff. Like I said, I <clears throat> witnessed it firsthand being in uh, Florida two weeks ago, and me and Marcy walk out of the car right out, right off the airport, went to get our car, and we drove and met them for dinner. As soon as we walked up, they're outside. Um, none of them wearing masks. We're like, oh, okay, well, I put mine back in my pocket. but And we stood around. And watching people in and out, and I put my mask on to go inside because that's what we do here in restaurants. There, you know, restaurants here in Ohio, they have partitions between the booths. If there's tables out there in the middle, there's six feet between tables. And there's none of that where we went to this restaurant that we went to. Great food, great atmosphere, but I tell you what, there was no social distancing or no. COVID, uh, COVID protocol. So it was very strange that I felt uncomfortable wearing a mask protecting myself. I shouldn't say uncomfortable. I just felt out of place. And that was no matter where we went during that time, it was like that. So, uh, But I like you guys' takes. I appreciate it. Uh, one, one quick other story I read today. Um, there was a study done in southern France. There were eight guys and seven women went on a expedition or they went to and do a study where they went to a cave where there was no lights and there was no watches 
no phones, no communication for any human life out anywhere uh, for 40 days. And it was to see what they were able to do and how they were able to adapt to isolation. And it was an interesting interesting study because um, I think back when I was reading that, then I think about my 12-year-old daughter who has a cell phone and every other 12-year-old daughter and 25-year-old daughter and son that that phone is attached to their nose or attached to their ear or attached to their fingers 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And it was an interesting study that these people said that they enjoyed being in isolation, truthfully. They liked the break from reality and wished they could have stayed longer when they said the 40 days was up and they had to leave or go back home. Okay, very interesting. I heard what happened is they, they came out of there and they thought it was a good idea to create a podcast. <laughs> yeah, they Crazy. sound familiar, don't they? <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, Go interesting, ahead. Very interesting, uh, Skinner. Now, I was going to ask you the ages of these people because here's what it's released to our show. I remember hearing Dave Chappelle talk about uh, a story uh, with Martin Lawrence that had nothing to do with what we're talking about. That's a whole other subject. But he was talking about when Martin Lawrence had the heart attack. And he, he was trying to talk about how tough Martin Lawrence was. And Martin Lawrence was laid up in the hospital. I don't know if he's in a coma or not. But he was he was pretty incapacitated for a while. And Dave said he talked to him and he was just, you know, all concerned. And, you know, he's like, man, how you feeling? And he said, Martin just said to him with the coolest voice, best sleep I got in 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I listened to that and I was going to ask you the age of these people because right now we're so plugged in in this world. It's just crazy. The, the phones, you got to check your emails, your Twitter account, you know, your TikTok, all, blah, 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 just to get going. Especially our kids. Uh, I feel us as Gen Xers, some of us are plugged in by choice, but some of us are plugged in trying to keep up. You know, um, right now, you need to have a phone. It's not a luxury anymore. It's a utility. Uh, just to contact, if you have kids, if you have, have grandkids right now, it's just a necessity. I had to get my mom one, just for a simple fact, I get tired of losing her in department stores. <laughs> you know she moves saying? faster than you. But I can imagine us as Jen uh, Exit. That's a good point. Another story. Just as she moves faster than all of us, so trust me on that one. <laughs> uh, just as us as Jen Xers, I bet you we could appreciate the unplugging and the rest. Yeah. You know, I've done it sometimes where I've been in, in situations with no phone, no nothing, and it was so peaceful. So I could understand where they were coming from. I would love to see this study done with teenagers. Oh, be a absolutely. different story. Yeah, it would be. They'll lose their damn minds. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. It's like, uh, you know, I, I myself struggle with that at times, especially after this, these two damn podcasts. To be honest with you. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this one and convincing you the insight too, uh, with uh, Dean show, and, and the AK guys and more pop culture stuff. But yeah, I, I'm like, is there another view? Another like? Another view? Another like? Is there another like? Another view? And I'm just like, God, I have to calm myself down. But when I do, sure. and and you, but you are, you have to make an effort to unplug. But when you do, it is it is definitely uh, peaceful and all of that. So yeah, I've been, I'd be interested to learn more too. So and, and anyway, just on that yeah. note too, uh, my mom always said everybody got to stay in their own lane. 
Uh, yeah. Of course, Skinner and I have to do our part, but we appreciate you so much being on top of all this stuff uh, for us. You took the show to another level being on top of all the social media things. So oh, yeah, I want to thanks. say thank you, man. Thanks. All right. Yeah, great story. Uh, great yeah. story, buddy. Anything else you have, Skinner? Nope. That's all I got. Now I'll move it on to sports. <laughs> all right. Appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, of course, the NFL draft was Thursday. It was huge because it just gets bigger every year. But also, uh, like we were talking about, people were just excited to get back to human beings being at the draft. I know that was just a great relief on a lot of NFL fans. And, of course, personal uh, connection, it was in Cleveland. And so that was nice to see Cleveland being you know, selected to be part it of looked the, good. Uh, the big event. It looked really good. Yeah. yeah. They did a phenomenal job. There were so many things to point out. I could do a whole show on the draft, um, but I thought it would be great to have our read. We are the guys from Reality Football, so this is the reality version, of football version of the show covering the draft. So, first of all, I thought it would be interesting just to go over the picks from the three teams that we represent, the Browns, the Steelers, and the Cowboys, because mm-hmm. I thought it was very, very, very interesting. We're going to start off with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I see your star. <laughs> I, hey, you know what? You know why they have that one star, don't you? It's a rating, right? It's a rating. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Good one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Never heard so that anyway. one before. All right. So listen, everybody, be quiet. Sit down. <laughs> this is my summer edition of my Super Bowl picks. But I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers returning to the Super Bowl. Facing the Cleveland Browns. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's not crazy. It's not crazy. Nowhere near crazy. Okay, let's talk about the <clears throat> Cleveland Browns first of all. The first thing you got to remember is the guys they got coming back that they didn't play because of injury. You lost Denzel Ward last year. You lost Odell Beckham Jr. That is an All-Pro on defense, All-Pro on offense. A deadly weapon. So think about that right there. Now, this is the team that lost the five points against the, the Kansas City Chiefs, the AFC champs, okay? All right. So now, with that being said, they go into the draft, and they take a cornerback, a highly rated cornerback out of Northwestern, Greg Newsom. That was a good pick, but the second pick was even better. Uh, they take Jeremiah Owusa uh, Karamush. Uh, out of Notre Dame, an inside linebacker. I forget what his ranking was, but it was very, very high. Now, the mm-hmm. reason why this pick was so dangerous because the Browns are going to have a great secondary. We already know the pass rushing is going to be outstanding. The summer, they signed Jadavion Clowney opposite Miles Garrett. Crazy. Mm-hmm. That is just insane. Now you just added unbelievable speed. And to the middle linebacking section, this defense is going to look ridiculous. Uh, then the third round, or still in round two, they came back and got Anthony Schwartz out of Auburn. Now, I don't know if people know about this guy, but he is the fastest player in the combine this year. Oh, he's a, No, he was the fastest player in the entire draft. So you I saw that, yeah, that's cool. The, yep. the top mm-hmm. off of coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, they're going to put this guy in the slot. He's going to blow the top off coverage, and you got Landry and Beckham on the ends. We already know the two-headed monster they got in the backfield. I'm telling you, this Cleveland Browns team has the potential to be one of the best teams that they have ever had and a super powerhouse 
uh, this year and the draft. They later picks. They got another tackle. Um, uh, they got a guy out of uh, Ohio State, a defensive tackle, who's an excellent player as oh, well. That was, so, that was a great pickup. That, that was a great pick. It was a steal, yeah. So I'm looking at the Browns yeah, going. Yeah, he should not have lasted that long. What? Very scary stuff. Skinner? I say I, that uh, Tagio, uh, which is that late round defensive tackle out of Ohio State, you know, go Bucks. Um, that was a great pick. I can't believe mm-hmm. he lasted that long in the draft. Yeah. So for them to pick him up after they got Newsom, and I think they call him OK OKU or OUK. I forget what his, his mm-hmm. acronym is. The linebacker out of uh, Notre Dame. That guy is going to be a stud. Um, so yeah, the Browns. For their first year in how many years that they didn't have a top five pick, yeah, probably just had their best draft they've ever they've done since they returned in '95. I'm thinking so. Yeah. That's how scary is that for a Browns fan to sit there and have be able to say that, and their first pick wasn't until number twenty six. Sure, and of course we hope the maturity of Baker Mayfield having having mm-hmm. playoff a playoff experience is is just what it is maturity in his play. So. What Very I'm going to look stuff. forward to is what's going to happen with OBJ. They played better without him. What's going to happen when he returns? Because some say that he was a cancer, that he was uh, the one that, okay. they, that you make he a had good to point. have the ball. Hey, so, parlay him into other players. Add more depth, you know, right. trading. Yeah, trading. so I'll be curious to see what happens when he returns. But, yeah, no, well. that was good stuff. Good stuff for okay. the Browns. Well, Fish, you have anything to say about that? If not, I'm going to go to your Cowboys here. Cleveland should be favored in the division. That's it. First time yeah. in many, many years they should be yeah. favored to win that division. Legit. Wow. Okay. Now let's talk about the Dallas Cowboys because the Dallas Cowboys to me had the best draft I've seen them have in a long time. And uh, these guys, I tell you what, they hit every need that they had. And they got some great players that are coming back from injuries. Now, we, they lost the great Sean Lee, mm-hmm. who was taking up room and cap space because of as good as he was, best ability is your availability, and he was hardly available. Mm-hmm. So they finally got that space loosened up. Mm-hmm. Van Der Esch should be coming back off injury. Uh, I think the, I think I saw they're not going to pick him up. I saw that today. They may really? not pick up Van Der Esch. I think they're going to rely okay. on this kid. Yeah. Okay. Well, they got Michael Parsons, who was rated the best linebacker in the draft. Mm-hmm. This was yep. a great pick for them. Then they addressed the area where they really need help. That is in their secondary. They got uh, Kelvin Joseph, cornerback out of Kentucky. Uh, extraordinary player. I forgot what his ranking was, but it was very high. Uh, then they got Osa Ojizazua, the defensive lineman at UCLA, highly ranked, so that's another uh, lineman, and uh, a pure edge rusher. This guy is nothing but an edge rusher. That's all he does is come up to edge and kill the quarterback out of Iowa by the name of Chauncey Golston. Now, the rest of the picks were really, really good, but they really, really hit key people that they needed uh to fill the spots where they lacked on defense, the linebackers and the secondary and a, another edge rusher besides uh, uh, DeMarcus. I think they're going to be taught on defense. They also did get uh, another wide receiver late in the draft, um, another offensive tackle. Oh, and another linebacker, too, Jabril Cox out of LSU. He's pretty good. Uh, the other guys, I don't know who they are. But they're another lineman and another cornerback. So they added depth to the cornerback position. They picked two guys, uh, and they added depth to their line. 
Dallas shored up their defense big time. If any of these guys are as good as they, they say, they're going to have them on rookie contracts, which is going to help the, the uh, salary cap. And with, with uh, your quarterback coming back, uh, I think Dallas is going to really, really, really have a good year finally. Fish? Yeah, I mean, they at least had enough brains to step back and realize our offense is not bad. They got some pretty right. good weapons on offense. And instead of taking a shiny new... Receive, and they could take another receiver or higher up and you know, mm-hmm. have another name out there, but like it's not needed. So, yeah, I'm very, very glad that they they drafted defense minded this year. And yeah, you know, honestly, it wouldn't even go to you know another time. But uh, the NFC East in general, how terrible, 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 historically bad division this past year. Mm-hmm. Literally, that entire division with their draft and everything else should. They yeah, all be better great. this year, so but it'll I'm be a much more competitive division in a much better way. Uh, three or four or five wins should not <laughs> keep you in the <laughs> yeah. running for the playoffs <laughs> as it did right. this last year. So, yeah, good for them. I'm glad. I'm glad to see it. So, you know, I, I cautiously optimistic. At least it will be better than last year for sure. Yeah. Well, I had her talk with my doctor today. She's just a phenomenal lady, a big football fan. And, you know, last year's such an outlier. We had COVID issues. We had people opting out. We had teams not able to meet together for weeks, you know, and still try to compete and play. It's such an outlier. I think this year, a lot of people who had disappointing years are going to feel a lot better about their football team. Yeah. Skinner? Yeah, I, um, I'm listening to you talk about the Dallas draft because we talked about it in exhaustion last year about how bad that defense, particularly the secondary, was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for them to actually open their eyes and say, oh, we should probably do something about this instead of being the typical Jerry Jones and just, you know, let's do offense, 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 which mm-hmm. they're pretty good on offense when they're running. But if the defense can't hold a ball, hold them or uh, they get what one right. turn a game if they average a, a a game last year I think is what it was yeah Horrible. if you can't stop them you know I mean the Browns put what fifty on them right that, that one mm-hmm. particular game they just and, and the Browns didn't punt that entire game that, that was one game that stuck out is now yeah. Dallas came back in that game and made the score interesting I mean the game was over. In the second yeah. half, or beginning of the second forget, half. But before Prescott went out, Dallas had the highest scoring offense in the league. They did. They did. So I'm glad for Dallas, specifically Dallas fans, that they are finally trying to fix what's been broken for the last 10 years, which has been that defense. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to my Steelers. So this is uh, really, really interesting and somewhat controversial. Uh, Mel Kuyper Jr., who to me uh, is an institution unto himself. Uh, I don't know how you can think NFL draft and not think about Mel Kuyper. I have much respect for how long he's been there, the way his mind works. They were talking about how the guy still writes all this stuff down with pencil, remembers every kid up here, even from years back. Uh, and, and he's just, uh, uh, he's part of the, the whole process. Now, he's not always right. You know, I always think about famous line of who the heck is Mel Kuyper Jr. <laughs> but anyway, he gave the Steelers the lowest grade in the entire draft. And main reason is because he subscribed to the adage that has been set up, that has been going around for the last few years, and you don't waste a first-round pick on a running back. Here, but I think this is a unique situation with Pittsburgh. We finished last in rushing last year. Yeah, they had nothing, yeah. We had nothing. Connor was stumbling around when he was playing. 
Uh, that's part of the problem. I just don't think this kid has the stuff. He's no longer there. We didn't just get a good runner. We got a superstar in the running back position, which I think is needed. Now, I know you need an offensive line, and there's like, well, you can always pick up a running back in the later rounds. But why can't you pick up a great lineman in the later rounds? You know, uh, I think you have a better chance than that than a star running back. So we, we drafted Najee Harris, number one overall. I was so happy because the Steelers never do the obvious thing. Steeler and I were talking. They always do something off the books, out of the box. But they did what everybody wanted. We got a powerhouse in the running position. Nobody complained when Dallas picked up Ezekiel Elliott. Nobody complained when the Giants picked up Saquon Barkley. So I think we did the right thing here. We had a powerful offense. Uh, we went 11 and 0 before our first loss. Before everybody figured out we were one dimensional. Of course, the defense was failing too. Because the defense was failing, the offense was on the field a lot, and we were one dimensional. Pass, 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 pass. They shut that down. We had nothing. I think this will change everything. Not only does Ben have a stud to hand off to, but we tapped, drafted Pat Fairmuth, the second pick out of uh, Penn State. He has the nickname Baby Grunk. That's how good this guy was touted in college football. So that is a help to the running game itself. Uh, a guy that can block, he can catch. He's 6'5", 251. I think it's going to change a lot for Pittsburgh Steelers. We very well could be the team to beat as well next year. Uh, thoughts before I go into the rest of the, the picks. Well, my only concern think, with Najee ahead, Harris, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. My only problem with Najee Harris is he going to be durable enough to handle the call NFC, somebody. AFC North. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, I, that's my one question. Of my concerns too. You know, he was a Southern high school kid playing uh-huh. in Alabama. Is he going to be able to handle the cold weather? Very legitimate concern. I had the same tough, stout same AFC thoughts. North. But I look at a guy like Mark Ingram. You know. He was in Baltimore killing it. You know what I'm saying? I think they just let him go. But there are a few of those guys that, that, that came out of there. But Trent Richardson came from Alabama, went to Cleveland, and he was a Couldn't total plus. So, yeah, so I'm really kind of concerned about that as well. Fish? Pittsburgh has a real chance to compete with the Bengals for last place of the division. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Really? Come on, man. You got a defense that's coming back. Guys are getting healthy. Uh at our third pick, we, we got a guard. And in our fourth pick, we got an offensive tackle. So you go running back, tight end, guard, tackle. We have addressed the offensive line. Now, we picked up uh, uh, a cornerback, which we needed. We have uh, uh, our guy out of Michigan coming back, Devin Bush. Uh, we, we lost the Bud Dupree to the Titans. But we still have a top five defense. And I think once the offense becomes more than one-dimensional, I think we're going to be a pretty good football team. Well, I like your enthusiasm. You know, compared, to, compared, to the, compared to the Bengals. Thank you. Well, I, I do like your enthusiasm. I'm just saying the facts. Uh, yeah, I got you. But Did I we not have a number enthusiasm. one defense? Did we not have a number one defense before the injuries? Mm, I don't know. No, we did. We did. You do know. Yep. You just don't want to say it, you, you punk. So I'm telling you. So watch out for the Steelers. Okay, guys, let's talk about the reason why we watch the draft. Yeah, we want to see what our teams do. Yeah, we want to compete. We like the violence of football, blah, 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 blah. But what women don't understand, I shouldn't say women, what non-sports people don't understand, 
because I know a lot of great uh, football uh, uh, women, sports women. Um, Mary Beth's a huge football fan. But anyway, um, it's the stories. It's the drama. You know, this is what we watch it for. Uh, my favorite moment of the NFL draft was the 21st pick in the draft. The Indianapolis Colts picked up a, a young man by the name of Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay was named after his grandfather, which that name in short means uh, a leader, a uh, protector of the people, um, and, and a few other accolades. Um, this man's mother lived in Liberia, and civil war broke out in this country. They were burning homes, and people were running out of the homes, and they were being shot on site. She escaped with child in hand, made it all the way to another third world country where he was born. I can't remember the name, so I don't want to quote it. And from there, they made it to Rhode Island in America. Uh, lived in poverty and squalor. She couldn't read or write. She worked all day long, but she made sure her boys had not only an education, but played sports and football to stay out of trouble. And he made his mom a promise at 12 years old that he would change their lives. And he was the 12th pick in the draft, about to be a multimillionaire. Came out of the University of Michigan with a 3.97 GPA. Smart kid, smart player, just dangerous. This story was absolutely a tearjerker and phenomenal. If you hadn't seen it, I urge you to go on YouTube and check it out. Guys, stories like this is what makes the draft fish. Yeah, I agree. It's nice to hear good things happen to good people. So, you know, so I'll just leave it there. So, good story. Happy, happy for him and his entire family. Yeah, Skitter. Yeah, it is a great story. When you told us about this and pre, when we were getting ready for the show, it, it is an incredible story. Um, you know what they came, where they came from, how they went through all the 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 ups and downs that they went through and then for him to make a promise at 12 years old and here we are 2021 at what 21 years old he's looking at his mama saying i told you i was keeping my promise and that can't be a better feeling for him yeah than to be able to fulfill that promise that he made to his mom so many years ago so good for him good for his family uh you know him hugging his mom was one of mm -hmm. the most priceless moments i ever saw in the draft brought a tear to my eye uh, you know, my sister was asking me, do linemen make a lot of money in the draft? I'm like, are you kidding me? Outside of quarterbacks, they're the highest paid people in the NFL because they protect the investment. She didn't understand why the movie The Blind Side was called The Blind Side. And I was explaining to her, you know, most quarterbacks are, are right-handed. They drop back. They don't see what's behind them. And you don't need no 320-pound behemoth hitting your franchise player in the back at 25 miles an hour uh, in their career. So you protect that blind side. You know, they pay you a lot of money for that. So uh, always when you see these big linemen get drafted, sitting at home, there's always this pretty little girlfriend sitting there. And I'm like, <laughs> these girls are not stupid. They read the papers. They read the magazines. Three years ahead, they know who's going to be a big prospect in the NFL. And they latch on to these guys. I hate to say it, but a lot of them do. You know, that's the story. They want to be rich. And, and they find these big guys no longer – like, heck, yeah, I'll, I'll go out with you. And, and, and it ticks me off when these guys get drafted. They want to be the first one to hug these guys. Like, you've been dating for two years. Mom's been there taking you to peewee football, buying you pads, taking you to this and that, picking you up, you know, coming to all your games, and you want to hug him first. And it was great to see Quiddy hugging his mom uh, and just letting her know how much he loved her and appreciated her. So good That's story. Good. Yeah. Cool. So uh, our boy Justin Frills from Ohio State got passed up uh, 
a couple times there. I was really shocked. I don't know why the Jets would take this quarterback out of, out of Brigham Young. I don't get it. But he went all the way uh, down to, I think, 12th of the Jets. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, Cal- the Bears. The Bears. Bears. He got mm-hmm. put into a nice situation. They put some nice pieces around him. I think Justin Fields is really set up to succeed. What did you guys think about that pick? I think it's a better. I think it's a better fit for him than uh, the Jets. I mean, the Jets is like you know, no man's land right They're now. So at least, yeah. yeah. So I think it's a better fit for him. So I'm happy for him. I mean, he's got that stigma in front of him. I mean, there's not been a great Ohio State pro quarterback. No. I, Maybe ever, I'm not sure, but anyways, so I can't think of certainly the odds are against him. So hopefully yeah. he'll do well. I'm sure he will. Uh, the one guy that went to Pittsburgh back in the '80s, uh, Tom Zack, I think is the only one that's done anything from Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say done anything. He's more of a backup. But he, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he was yeah. more, but he's the only one that really has done anything from Ohio State quarterbacks that I can remember. So yeah, yeah even I'm the Heisman hoping, winners didn't do anything. Yeah. Nope. So yeah, I think it was a great pick for Chicago, and I have to say, Fields is probably happy he's not in New York. Yep. Um, he's yeah. Yeah. And that media would kill him. Yeah. It, it, I mean, he's a tough kid. I think he would be able to handle it, but I think he's got a better chance to succeed in Chicago. So I'm glad he. I'm glad he went there. Okay. Now my my my, my pick for the guy who got the best situation of the night uh, was Mac Jones. Um, falling all the way down uh, to the middle round to the New England Patriots. Here's a kid that sat behind Tua Tonga Viola and Jalen Hurts, learned from them, gets to start in his senior year. He's being coached by the greatest coach, arguably, in college football history, wins a national championship, goes to the best coach in NFL history, uh, Bill Belichick, and to me, he's got all the Tom Brady qualities. You know, he's not a runner. He's a pocket passer. He's cerebral. His arm's just good enough and strong enough. Real smart player, smart kid. I think this kid is going to be a Super Bowl champion and not too far uh, in, in the distant future. What do you think there, Fish? Yeah, I think both him and the Patriots were thrilled that it worked out the way that it did. Yeah. So I'm sure he'll... I mean, you will set yourself up for a potential success. Going to Belichick is certainly a a one of your better opportunities. Belichick, yeah, yeah, absolutely, and and certainly Belichick wants to, I'm sure, prove the fact that he can still win without Tom Brady. And this, you know, this kid could rise to the challenge. He's definitely going to compete with Cam Newton for the starter, probably sooner than later. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting in New England. Now, now, Skinner, I think Cam Newton kind of got a. A raw deal with the scrutiny he took over the summer, seeing as how all the COVID stuff, he was still coming off injury. He had nobody on that squad. Uh, as a matter of fact, New England did something totally out of character, spent like 150, 170 million over the summer, redoing the entire team. And I, I think he has a lot to prove. I think uh, New England is going to be in a really great spot. They got a quarterback that has a lot to prove and the ability to do it, uh, most likely. And they got Mac Jones coming out of college. You think uh, Cam's going to hold on to his job this year? I think he's going to hold on to his job this year for his next job. I think he's got a lot to prove. Yeah, that I mean, everybody, even us, we were picking on Cam Newton pretty much all season long. He was terrible, but he had nothing around him. Um, so I think he has a lot to prove, not only to himself, but to a potential employer for next season. Because I think Mac Jones is going to be one season, and he'll be their starter. Um, yeah. So I think if he'll that, be there this year. 
Yeah, he might not even make it uh, the entire year, meaning Cam Newton. So, um, yeah, he's got a lot to prove. Like I said, if it's not for Belichick, it's for his new employer next year. So Okay. So, you know, a moral of this that I get, and, and we kind of talked about this earlier, uh, we never see – it would be interesting to see the reaction of players who are already on the team when you see your team draft someone in your position and play the first two rounds. You know, because that's a heck of a message, especially when they just paid you millions of dollars for that position. So that's letting you know that they're bringing in somebody to replace you. And it's not because you can't play. It's not because you're not everything they thought you would be. It's usually because of number one reason, the number one rule that we talked about with Sean Lee. Your best ability is being your availability. I don't care how good you are or how talented you are. You are no good to anybody sitting on the bench. So, you know, I even preach the message in church about your availability. Just being available makes the difference in everything. People being able to count on you is, is, is a huge thing that's discounted, especially amongst young people nowadays. Be available. Be consistent. Consistency is, is, is a mother of perfection. And I think you're seeing a lot of people answer to the non-consistency going on in the NFL right now. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is about to be out of a job. Why? Inconsistency. You know, this guy's had some great games, but he's not there. So he paid him a lot of money. But you know what? Why pay you a lot of money if you're not on the field? You know, it's Fish. funny you bring up Garoppolo, but look out for San Francisco this year. They had a great draft, too. And they got everybody coming back healthy. Very dangerous football team. I think they're going to be something to answer with. I also thought the Miami Dolphins did a heck of a job. If Tua can progress... Uh, you know, they added him some weapons, his old uh, 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 Alabama wide receiver. I think the uh, Miami Dolphins are going to, that division, the AFC East, is going to be something to reckon with as well. Uh, they're going to rival, I think, the AFC North. Uh, I also thought the Jacksonville Jaguars, our old boy Urban Byer, did a fine job. Trevor Lawrence being reunited with uh, Travis Etienne in the backfield. And you know what they say, uh, rookie quarterback's best friend. It's a great running game. So I thought Jacksonville did a really good job, too, in the draft. And that team's going to turn around. Did you uh, like your picks, uh, Fish? Yeah, it'll be interesting, man. I mean, I, I you know, Urban Meyer has a lot of going against him with uh, a college coach uh, making it in the pros. And a lot of guys mm-hmm. were able to do that successfully. Jimmy Johnson, a couple others, you know, they're able to do it, but uh, not a whole bunch. So, you know, he's certainly starting out on the right foot with the uh, the talent uh, on the team. So, oh, yeah, it'll be interesting well, to see. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for the reality football version of It Came From Gen X. We're going to uh, pass the ball over to you and jump into some pop culture. Take it away, Fish. Pop culture. All right. Well, first thing is, uh, you know, we did have a, a, a another pretty famous uh, actress, uh, Passed away uh, this week here, Olympia Dukakis, age mm-hmm. 89. Probably know her from you know, two big, big movies in the 80s, uh, Moonstruck with Cher yes. and uh, Steel Magnolias. Um, I don't know that I, 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 I'm sure I've seen those movies back in the day, but uh, not much. But she, a, a fine actress, uh, but I guess she passed away. <clears throat> Uh, peacefully after f- uh, failing health uh, in this past week here. So, yeah, very fine. Uh, certain, yeah, certainly rest in peace, Olympia uh, Dukakis. Uh, huge, huge hype video released today from Marvel. Uh, the Phase Four movie hype video 
Uh, if you've not seen this yet, it's uh, definitely starting to get more traction on social media. Check that out. Uh, it's a, they do a nice job kind of recapping the prior phase, you know, showing some clips mm-hmm. and you know, kind of leading up to the, uh, the last Avengers movies and uh, setting up the next phase here very nicely. Uh, you know, this year we have uh, a few big movies coming out with the Black Widow prequel, of course. Then we have uh, Inhumans coming out, uh, the new Spider-Man movie. And an interesting one that Shang-Chi and the Master of the Ten Rings yeah. or whatever that that I was talking to Skinner uh, before you got on, Keith. That trailer looks phenomenal. So th- those oh, movies this year look a lot of fun and, and, and look terrific. Did I terrific. catch you say Inhumans? Uh, Are you sure you meant to say the... Uh Eternals. Okay. Eternals. Eternals. I said yeah. Inhumans. Okay. That was a TV okay. show they did. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. The Eternals. Forgive me. The Eternals. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so it's coming out this year and then setting up the next movies. Uh, and, and a big hype was uh, Wakanda Forever, the Black mm-hmm. Panther sequel. And yes. they did announce that they are not going to recast T'Challa. Uh, so they're going to go kind of a different direction there. So there's definitely rumors there with will it be his sister, perhaps? Will it be Michael B. Jordan kind of resurrecting, coming mm-hmm. back, and maybe he's more the good guy? Who knows? But definitely a lot of. Uh, you know, uh, fun-looking movies coming up over the next uh, few years. So, did you guys see the hype video? Are you excited for the next phase? What First do you think? thing I'm going to watch when I get off here, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. Kudos to Kevin Feige and the people running Marvel, because I think they have done an excellent job with the hype of Avengers Endgame and 10 years of just bombardment of movies. Uh, they pulled back a little bit, so it wasn't this oversaturation. And then they built the hype back up through the Disney Channel, uh, you know, WandaVision, uh, you know, we had the uh, Falcon and the Winners, and they, these were brilliant, different, total different takes on our superheroes, and they're building the hype back up again. I just think it's just a brilliant move. Who's ever running the show there, kudos to them. Absolutely. Skinner, what do you think? Yeah, I was, we were talking, like you said before, we uh, Porter got on, um, I got finally got to watch the last episode of Falcon and oh, Winter Soldier. What'd you think? And, uh, just that show was absolutely amazing. Yes, what they did in that short a period of time and with stories that they told mm-hmm. in six little episodes, it left Marcy pissed. She's like, "What do you mm-hmm. mean this is the last up? This is the finale?" I said, "Yeah, this is only a six show series." She's like, "I need more." I mean, she was just yeah. as hooked as you. Yeah. She's not much of a, she's not a comic book geek, as they call us nerds, mm-hmm. uh, but she absolutely loves Marvel. She's watched every one of them right next to me. And, um, That's great. But uh, to watch that show and how they've opened it wide open for uh, the story, I, the only thing I said to Marcy is that the story must go on. So um, I'm excited for the next couple of years, and I'm glad they took a, ta- a step back, like you said, and took a breath and say, Okay, let's go at it again, and we're going to get another 10 years, I think, of just phenomenal movies. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, Absolutely. Go ahead, Keith. What I, I suggested some new shows for you guys a while back. I suggested The Nevers on HBO. Well, I have two new ones, outstanding series. Man, I was blown away by both of them, both on Netflix. If you have not seen, the first one is called Shadow and Bone. Hmm. Phenomenal story. Uh people have these abilities 
Um, some guy, somebody created something called the fold, which is just this big black mass separating these two countries. And they're trying to travel through the fold to get to the other country. There's these flying creatures that kill people. And they try to figure out some kind of way to navigate the fold. And they find a girl who can create the power of the sun. They call her a sun summoner. I ain't going to tell you anymore, but phenomenal story. Watch that one. And the other one is called Tribes of Europa. If you like the Hunger Games, this is a, a very, very similar. Phenomenal, phenomenal story. So watch Tribes of Europa and Shadow and Bone on Netflix. I don't think I've heard of either one of those. I wrote it down. Though. Check I'll them have out. To take yeah, them out. check yeah. them out. Cool. Good recommendation. A couple more things on the hype video, real quick. Uh, the uh, the next Ant Man and Wasp movie. They're gonna the main mm. villain is going to be Kang the Conqueror. Oh yeah. And Kang. Uh, yeah, and I if I if I recall correctly from the comics, he was a pretty big X Men villain. He was, as a matter of fact, in the one of the X Men the newer movies. Really, I thought he was a huge uh, Avengers villain. Kang, but. Maybe, but Kang was, uh, he became Apocalypse as well. So he was a time traveler guy. Okay. And anyway, so I wonder if they're helping set up the mutants more with having, yeah. I don't know if they had a license, uh, maybe it was a licensing thing for him mm-hmm. that he wasn't in the movie or just, I'm not sure exactly, but interesting to see him. And at the very end of the hype video, Keith, you see the uh, Fantastic Four logo show oh, man, up at the end I of this video. This that's all right. So yeah, K- uh, Kang's a tough dude. You know, he got his uh, citizenship in America, and they called him Citizen Kang. After that, and he's also releasing a new rap video too. They call him Big Daddy Kang, but that's another story. <laughs> Very good. And we'll, we we may the, those jokes may or may not make the final edit, but that's that's <laughs> right. <laughs> No, but Keith, maybe they'll finally, maybe they'll finally make a decent. Not even maybe. I think they're finally going to make a decent Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Some of the best characters that Marvel has, period, in my opinion. They really They will finally do it right with the right people involved. So I'm, I am very much looking forward to a I decent Fantastic Four one. movie. I didn't mind the second one, technically third one, but to just reduce. Galactus to some smoke or something. Just, that was just, just an insult. Yeah. Yeah. Stop the nonsense. Yeah. Great. Let's get the right story. But uh, yeah. that was cool. I agree with you. That was cool. Let's do Doctor Doom right. Let's do yeah. the Fantastic Four right. Marvel will do it right. So I, I'm 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 optimistic there that uh, that will come out. That's probably going to be a few years away yet. Mm-hmm. So anyway, good stuff. Go check out the hype video if you're a Marvel fan. You will not be uh, disappointed. Um. Uh, we talked about a story recently. The you know Lady Gaga had some had a dog stolen from a dog yeah. walker of hers, and uh, they she offered a big reward, uh, kind of an unsolved case. Some woman did return the dog and tried to claim a pretty large reward. I think it was like five million dollars, something something crazy like that. Anyway, so and and they did shoot the dog walker who did live. He's okay. You know, kind of a big uh, news story there for a minute. Wow. But they, there was a there were five arrests uh, this week uh, in connection with the shooting. I guess there were some gang members, and the lady that did uh, return the dog was also uh, among those arrested. So hopefully justice will be done there. And uh, that was kind of a strange and a strange story, but it looks like you know they yeah, they they were going to make arrests and close that out. Hopefully, so uh, we've talked. Oh yeah, so. 
Not much to say there. I just thought it was an interesting headline. Uh, we did talk recently on the uh, non-fungible tokens, which again, is, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a way to take an electronic image and uh, uh, basically tie ownership to it. It's still a very big rage this year in 2021. A lot of people are buying these things. And again, we, we talked about it on a prior episode. Go back and check it out if you guys want to hear more. But it just, it, it, it's interesting, different type of art, basically. Why very own it? You can go all the time to think. One thing interesting now, though, is we there's some very common memes that's been floating around for several years. Uh, and one of note here is there's a, a meme of a little girl, you know, kind of turning and facing the camera, smiling, and there's a house burning in the background. Uh, I guess it was a, it was a planned fire and this and that for that house. But anyways, it just looks like an interesting photo. Matter of fact, I used it on the reality football page before uh, to make fun of the Browns, you know, uh, yeah. getting yeah. all the COVID and this and that for the player. Anyhow, so that, that girl now is 21 years of age. She made her own meme, a NFT, and sold it recently for $430,000. And now, to go back and water. think, yeah, what? That's yeah. young people. Yeah. Use it what you got. Turning lemons to lemonade. That's very impressive. Absolutely. So, again, it's a, it, not necessarily something I would invest money in personally, but a lot of right. people are investing in that. It's just nice to see, I guess, those kids and those folks that had those memes floating around for years and years and years and years for several things, uh, hopefully coming back and throwing some money in their pocket and setting themselves up in their family. Yeah. So Somebody will sell it, buy it. I mean, somebody will buy it, sell it, you know? That's right. Absolutely. And last thought here is, the uh, last story is uh, some woman here just thought it was a funny headline. Uh, she was going to renew her driver's license, and they basically told her, hey, you got a flag here, something in Oklahoma. And she went and checked it out and learned that she had a felony charge from Oklahoma for not returning a VHS copy of uh, from back in 1999, not returning a VHS copy of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. She had no recollection of renting this thing. But you imagine that you would the the startle you know that you would have from that experience and like oh my god you have a felony charge. You have no idea where this tape is and all of that. She yeah, she doesn't remember renting it. Uh, so. Long story short, the you know the charge was dropped because the video store had since went out of business. So basically, they determined that no one is at harm anymore because the, the store is out right. of business. So they Nobody they pay. were able to drop. That's right. They were able to drop the charge. And uh, yeah, you imagine that. Okay. So you, go ahead. I just want to say real quick because I'm looking at the clock here. Music. I forgot yes. this day in music. 1968, Jimi Hendrix Voodoo Child. Uh, went number one in the UK. This song was rated by Guitar World as the out of 100, the 11th best guitar solo in history. I personally, if I had a nickel for every time I had to play this song with a band, I wouldn't be sitting here with you bums right now. Also, <laughs> 1980, Bob Seger hit number one with his album Against the Wind, a classic oh, album. Bob Seger, yep. one of the most underrated people in music history, mm-hmm. um, I right. think. Also, 1980, P. Diddy got his star and a Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame. And also, 1986, Robert Palmer, number one in the U.S. with Addicted to Love. Now, I brought this up, big-time famous song, huge in karaoke bars. 
blah, 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 blah. But I bet you guys did not know that song was meant to be a duet with Chaka Khan. Oh, wow. But, yeah, because of uh, 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 management issues, it never happened. So a little, little tidbit there. One of the famous, most famous videos ever in MTV ever. history. History, yes. Right. right there. Absolutely. Well, All right, I think that's what we got. Emulated several times. Sorry, go ahead. Well, great show, fellas. It was good, good stuff, interesting stuff. So good to have you back, Skinner. Don't leave without our permission again. And we hope you enjoyed this area. It came from Jeanette. Uh, on behalf of Brian Fisher, Mike Skinner, I'm Keith Porter. And stay cool till next time. It came from Gen X on Facebook. Check us out. Thanks for your support. Later, folks. Have a good week.